Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Brandon wanted to do a season recap, but I just figured the last eight weeks were bad enough. So let's do something else. Welcome to the LEO podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter. That's at Braggley, B R A G G L E Y. I'm here. As always, with my co-host Brandon, the guy full of terrible ideas, you can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? I've always said I'm an idea guy. Never said I was a good idea guy. Well, you know, somebody's got to do something. And I also can no longer be hurt, right? Like we've experienced this past IU football season. Unless Alabama wins another national championship, right? Then it's like. I What's think I'm just numb. I do. I don't know if that's good or bad yet. I think we'll I, I think I cheered for them against. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. No, we were I all didn't. pulling for Auburn yeah. or Eagle. Yeah. Um, and um, not joining us tonight is super spreader producer, Seth. Uh, you can block him on Twitter. That's at Seta5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Um, yeah. I said what I've said. There we go. Uh, again, let's talk about some fun stuff. Um, this is going to start our off season. And uh, and it's just like I said last week, right? The optimism starts today. That's right. We got our sadness out on Sunday for whoever listened. It's we're done being sad. Now is all upwards and onwards. Maybe it's all downhill from here, right? Isn't that what they say on uh, who says that? Robert Downey Jr. says that on uh, due date. It's not uphill. It's downhill. Downhill would be easier than going uphill. Yeah, either way, whatever. Um, Philip Dunham committed safety for next year's class, moved up to four stars. Florida four star, too. This this is important. It's kind of like, you know, an Indiana 10 is a California 7. You know what I mean? That's right. So this is a Florida four star. That's yes. significant. Yes. So that makes five out of our 14 crutes. We have 14 crutes. We got more than 14 crutes. That sounds right. Yeah, I think it's 14 like- crutes. Either way, we got five of them, four bangers. Um, a little bit of sad. I guess sad news, whatever. We can do whatever we want with it. Transfers out since the last time we did a pod. We've got four. Um, Miles Marshall. That's a little bit sad. Jordan well, Williams have what, what his highlights are probably the Michigan Penn State game, year. Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Certainly um, some highlights with that guy. I mean, I don't want to see, I won't miss him, but I mean, yeah. I will definitely say I cheered him on. He was part of the amazing season hat tip and good luck, buddy. exactly uh, a guy I was excited to see, but apparently never cracked anything towards getting on the field uh, was freshman this year, Jordan Williams. Um, another wide receiver, and then Cam Buckley, super disappointing transfer in from Texas A and M, um, transferring out again. I guess I thought he had a one and done thing with us, but apparently not. Question: 
Yes. Because I never did it because I had a child this fall. Everyone knows to bring it up. Um, but I know you and Seth downloaded the most recent rosters. What was Cam Buckley's overall? I got to imagine low 80s, right? He started, I think. I think he started. It was him, Freifogel, and Matthews. Right. That's what I mean. Like Cam Buckley, even the people that do the rosters who actually do a really good job. If you, if you haven't downloaded the rosters, they, they hit more than they miss. And they even had this guy as a starter. Yeah. Um, and he, he didn't even get a, a helmet. Yeah. He was, uh, he was tough. I mean, I don't know what happened. How many games did he play? Did he play like four uh, five. or five? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, he didn't there. see the field very much after the first few games. Um, another guy, I guess it's kind of like maybe the writing was on the wall for him. Um, cornerback Joseph Daniels Jr. Never saw a lot of the field special teams kid. Um, I don't imagine him playing a whole lot anyway. Um, he's also going to transfer out of corners. So that's it. Let's talk uh, a little bit. Um, and, and just to mention, we are going to cover this weekly. Yeah. These won't be the last four. No, they won't um, be. Mm-mm. Seth keeps joking that the over and unders at 19 and a half. What are we at now? Do we know? I don't. Six, think, seven. Well, you've got CJ person. And if you count the end season, we're over 10, right? If you count the running backs. Yeah. Um, but you said it best. So I'm going to say it for you. Like, um, there's been no one significant. I mean, Miles Marshall is probably the biggest name yet. Honestly. So far. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really missed Samson James this year for sure. Um, and Tim Baldwin, I don't know. Again, put as much stock as you want into this as you again, as you want. Um, lost a star. He's down to a two star Tim Baldwin in the transfer portal. So um, somebody that obviously I had a lot of high hopes for coming into the season. Um, did we may need to have Chase on next August <laughs> and get his thoughts on it. Yeah, right. Um, let's talk a little bit of, of some transfer candidates coming in, some rumors that we're hearing, some people that the coaches are visiting this week um, or did visit over the long weekend. Um, real quick, some two two guys that aren't super serious yet. Hassan Hall from Louisville. Um, not a whole lot of stats at Louisville, kind of a, a career backup. I think he's been there for three years now. Um, and then Josh Henderson, different looking back out of UNC, uh, three-star recruit in 2019. Again, didn't play last year. A couple stats here and there throughout his career. Nothing crazy. Um, two guys that are visiting this next month, one of them next weekend, and one of them, that one gets me super excited. Uh, that's Sean Shivers out of Auburn. Um, his name sounds familiar. Stats aren't like out of this world, but um, he's played a decent amount of football since 2018. He was a four-star recruit coming in, uh, number 10 overall running back in the country. And uh, he's a kind of a bowling ball, right? 5'7", 189. Isn't that a big dude? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So uh, that's a good one. The other one, speaking of big dudes, Cam Wiley from Minnesota. I've heard the name. Again, not a ton of stats. A decent year last year. Um, but again, playing behind a, a preseason All-American and uh, future NFL draft pick, I'm assuming, right? He's so, go, he, is he leaving? Yes. Okay. So this is this is ridiculous, and and there's by no way am I saying Sean Shivers or Cam Wiley 
is this, or even that they're coming to IU. I, I know as much as you guys know, Kenneth Walker was mostly a nobody. A nobody. Yeah, he scored touchdowns. That's it. He did no yardage or anything. He scored touchdowns at Wake Forest. Like Wake Forest didn't mind losing him. He didn't get buzz on, you know, any sort of media day at the Big Ten. You know, like, so my point being, just because these guys maybe don't have stats or aren't coming with, you know, aren't Spencer Rattler type, you know, names doesn't mean they can't be significant. It also, on the flip side, it doesn't mean some of these guys can't be Cam Buckley. No offense to Cam Buckley, right? Yeah. So just Transfers because you're a four. Yeah, so there is a range of spectrum here that I just want everyone to remember that there's Cam Buckley, then there's Kenneth Walker, and then there's a million in between. So sure. um, just, want, just wanted to get that out. You know. Sure. Um, perspective, I guess, perspective. Yeah, one guy that could uh... – take maybe the spot of of miles marshall and a guy that uh, a lot of at least fairly diehard iu football fans should remember um emory simmons the coach coaches visited with emory simmons this weekend um if it sounds familiar i'm pretty sure he was our first recruit committed recruit in 2019 early like yes in like february march yeah. he surprised i think at least me i didn't know unc was going to be what they were um, in 2019 and 2020, he, he was good, um, yes. left middle of the season this year, six, one, one ninety five. Um, I think he was just like a, a pretty decent high-end three-star recruit coming out of high school, but again, developed into a pretty nice player, made some good touchdowns that I saw him catch a few times, a couple games that I watched. Um, again, no visit set up for him yet, but coaches visited him this week. Um, another one, and then we'll set up, we'll just talk about one other one that we've got. I didn't know that we could do this, by the way, is offer transfers. I didn't know that. Um, Bradley Jennings Jr., linebacker out of Miami. Um, just for me, he's kind of a pure depth transfer prospect. I mean, that like virtually no stats, um, over his time there in 20 since 2017. Another guy that kind of, uh, for, for, for whatever that matters. Yeah. And I don't know if it matters or not. But, um, you know, I was uh, doing a bit of driving today and listening to 1070 The Fan or 107.5 The Fan, I think now. Yeah. And Rab Johns was on and he was talking Bradley Jennings up. I don't really. Yes. Um, He was saying that's the kind of players that Indiana needs to transform the roster. Um, So. I mean, again, I'm just I'm going. Maybe he knows more. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that's all you can do, right? Dude, yeah. how many my I watched one Miami game this year, and the, it was the pit game? no, actually, I didn't watch yeah. the pit game. It was the first game of the season where they got absolutely destroyed. Oh yeah, um, yeah. that's that's the only Miami game I watched. So all we can go off of is stats, right? Yeah. Like you and me have real time jobs. We have families. We have hobbies. It's not like we're sitting around watching UNC and Miami games. Um, so all we have is to go off of stats. So that's, that's not me, you know, de- you know, dismissing what you're saying. All I'm saying is Rab Johns was talking him up on, on the morning show. This that's morning. encouraging. That's encouraging. Cause I just assumed he would be kind of a, a locker room ad pure depth in case we had an yeah. injury on some, from somebody else kind of ad. um, a guy that does have some pretty sick stats. Um, Jacoby Windman from UNLV. Um, we offered him today. 
He uh, is a linebacker again from UNLV. I think he's a junior. Um, yeah, looks good. As far as the stats go a little bit, the tape that I watched, he looks fast, explosive, um, had a good end of the season. Again, competition is a little bit different, but he did play some pretty good teams um, on their schedule. San Diego State was ranked all year, and he devoured them. As, <laughs> yeah. as, as soon as you gave me that name, I immediately went to YouTube, right? And, you know, you, you Google his name or you search his name in YouTube, and his highlights immediately came up from the San Diego State game, who was, who was a ranked team. Um, so. And UNLV is not a good team. So to have somebody like that putting up the stats like that, That'd be a good pickup for sure. Um, This is fun. This is going to be a fun little part we're going to do here until we actually hire somebody, maybe. Um, Hot board time, and it's not of the basketball variety. Yes. Our friends over at Peaks have a hot board up for offensive coordinator. So we talked about the two who we, well. And one, hey, there was a Venn diagram, right? Western Kentucky guy. uh, His name's right in front of me. Uh, Well, no. his name. um, I'll get it here in a second. So we we at least got him right. Um, yeah. And then the other one I spoke about um, that I may or may not have been given Zach the Kitley. name. Zach Kitley. Zach Kitley. Was. That's Western Kentucky. The one that I talked about, uh, Weiner, Bob Weiner mm-hmm. from Toledo. I was handed that name by a source as a possible replacement. So we'll keep in mind. But these, what we're doing now, Brandon and I are going to name two to three that we think uh, off of the hot board that we would like as an offensive coordinator. Brandon, I've got three. So I have three, but one is me crossing one off. Okay. One is I'm saying, guys, don't don't buy into it. So I'm just going to get that away. We're not getting Graham Harrell, guys. <sighs> That's my number one, man. Telling you right now, there ain't, there ain't a chance in hell. Yeah. Chance in hell. We get um graham harrell we get, we get graham harrell the the usc well the the let go usc offensive coordinator quarterback coach that seems to be what the the combination needs to be that makes sense with the current coaching staff in its place that seems to be what we need so then i guess if you're going to take my number one off my new number one major applewhite from south alabama was my number one as well former texas quarterback former man he coached at texas right he coached at mm-hmm. uh houston as a head coach he's been on the alabama staff a few a couple times um also an offensive coordinator quarter, quarterback coach combo which would be perfect um so that would be i guess there is a qb coach uh there is a qbk coach vacancy so slot does matter uh here so yeah no i mean he um, he was never the head coach. At, he was the asso- assistant head coach at Texas. No, I mean became, at Houston. Houston, he was a head coach. Yes, he was Houston head coach. Correct. Yes. Um, for I think one year, one or two, two years. years, it didn't go real well for him. Um, I think he he was the one. I think I had the run in with um. Oh, who was his? Who was the guy that plays for Buffalo now? It was like the number one overall draft pick, defensive lineman no idea oh man i can't think of him you guys are screaming at it i'm sure who's your uh who's the who's the last one that you got on the list so so anyway i want to go more into major apple white here okay go ahead right so first of all one of the most badass names in in all of sports like Mm -hmm. that's 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 top of the name list 
um, major fucking apple white is, is actually what I had. Um, but other other key things here. And I think. And I think this is really going to matter as far as the success. And we want to get guys like Kalen DePower, right? That, that's that's the goal. Like you want to bottle that up and try to replicate that. So you want somebody who wants to be a head coach, who has head coach aspirations and not down the line. Like yeah. I never felt like Nick Sheridan was coaching for his next position. He was coaching for experience, mm-hmm. right? Major Applewhite doesn't want to be the IU offensive coordinator. He wants to be a head coach again. That's the kind of guy you want. You want the guy kind of looking ahead, knowing like a contract to your player. Exactly. Like you yeah. want him performing at his highest, working as hard as he can so he can get back there. Major Applewhite checks that box for me. I like that. He has ties to the South. No yeah. offense to Nick Sheridan. He was very instrumental in, in, in Josh Hoover. So I guess that can't go, but he never, he wasn't tied in like Charlton Warren, like some of our other coaches down in Florida. Major Applewhite is, right? He's got ties to the South. That's important. We know Tom Allen hires people he trusts. He just worked with Kane Womack. He checks that box. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And there's your IU tie. And probably the most important to me, which I think hurt Sheridan the most, he has experience at every level. Yes. Anybody that's been on the Alabama coaching staff, it's almost like being on the, the Patriots coaching staff, like uh, the, the Belichick tree. Yep. So, so every box I'm looking at, Major Applewhite checks for yeah. me. Like I, like I just listed all the things I'm looking for. There wasn't a box he left unchecked. Yep. So, I'm with you. I'm with you. What's your last one? So this one isn't the sexy one, but I do think it checks enough boxes for me. Right. And it's Chip Lindsay. Okay. What did you think about that name? Just again, while looking at that hot board. I'm looking back here through. I mean, I've, I've looked at all of them today. So I'm, my head's like a little scrambled on it. Chip yeah. So that, that, that's fine. there we go. Okay. From uh, the head coach from Troy, it was just let go. Right. Yes. So huge stats at almost everywhere he went besides Troy, right? Showing that he can't really be a head coach, but huge numbers at Southern Miss, huge numbers at Arizona State, huge numbers at Auburn. Ties all around in the South, mm-hmm. right? Um, has overlap. You know that. Tom Allen is a phone call away from, you know, anyone who was in Auburn in 2017, 2018, Mm -hmm. you know, he's a phone call away. So he can, you know, check references pretty easily. He can vet him pretty well. He fits into that quarterback coach slot. He's a little older than probably I'd want. That's kind of the only thing. It doesn't hit that. Like, does he want to be a head coach again? Is he going to be coaching for his next job? But everything else that I just mentioned for Major Applewhite, Chip Lindsay kind of hits. Yeah, it's that it's that own that, that one thing that you know maybe he isn't trying to get another head coaching gig. Um, you know, it's the only maybe. But again, heavy Southern presence, heavy layover with Tom Allen, result in multiple different conferences. Um, 
you know, a head coach in, in Alabama. I don't know if you look deep enough there. Hoover High School is like, you know, the high school in Alabama. Two days on MTV, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he he was surprising because I'd never heard of the guy. Like, I'll be honest, before this hot board came out. But out of all of the other guys, he kind of fits the bill. And he's also kind of the anti-Nick Sheridan. He's older. He has experience. If, you know, if if optics shouldn't matter with a hire, I don't know if anyone listening is in hiring. Optics shouldn't matter, but they often do, right? Like, they, they, they often shouldn't play a matter in a candidate, but they do. Chip Lindsey is the 180. He is the antithesis of Nick Sheridan. Yeah. And that may matter. So that was one that just stood out. And, and that was, this was going to be kind of my like off the wall one, one that I didn't think you and Seth would bring up. So, yeah. you know, my sorry guys are not getting him as grand Harrell. Chip Lindsay is probably like my realistic one. Like if I really had to look at all of these guys, that's my realistic one. And the guy I really want is major apple white. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm going to change mine. I had okay. Justin, uh, Justin Frey, Justin Frey on there, uh, former IU offensive lineman, current UCLA offensive coordinator, offensive lineman. I didn't see that he was let go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to change mine to Chip Long. So do you want to? Okay. So let me just go to the Justin Frey. You know who that remind me of? Who's that? Matt Canada. Remember yeah. when Matt Canada was all the rage to come in and be offensive coordinator? Yeah. And everyone's like, it fits perfectly. He's been to, he's been in a college coach. He's been in the NFL. He played at IU. And it's like, man, Matt Canada's kind of a good, that's kind of like a perfect fit. And for some reason, it just never came up. Like, I think Justin Frey is like this hot boards, Matt Canada. Yeah. So I think you just write it off. Like, for some reason, it didn't happen, so it won't happen. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I'm with you. I I kind of I kind of wrote him off um, simply because you know if it's the obvious answer, it probably isn't the answer. So what do you think about Chip Long, Tulane's current offensive coordinator? Now the only problem is he's not a quarterback coach. Um, he if anything, if he was going to coach another position, it would probably be offensive line or um, tight ends. But that's neither here nor there. If I told you we could get an offensive coordinator that coached at the following universities, Louisville, Arkansas, Illinois, Arizona State, Memphis, and Memphis, when he was there, they were top 20 in scoring offensive, passing offense, and completion percentage, passing efficiency, and first downs. And then Notre Dame, where they were top 25 offense every time he every year he was there, Tennessee, and Tulane. That's a good enough resume for me. Um, again, maybe not a guy that's a one and done, like one and then grab a head coaching job. He probably needs a little bit more experience as an offensive coordinator. He's been an offensive coordinator at three stops. One of them being Notre Dame for three years. So that's good enough for me right there. I mean, um, here, here's my thing with chip long is he might be maybe too good for us. One, two. Would Notre Dame want to go get him back right now? Well, would you? But I don't know. They're not going to go get him as a head coach. They're not going to get him as a head coach, but I mean, certainly as as a tight ends coach. Depends on who so, who they hire. Now, if they hire within, so this is what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm it's hearing either within or or Fickle. please 
please be Luke Fickle. Um, if they hire within, then maybe they go out there and grab him back. Um, the problem, like the, it, yeah, I like Chip Long a lot. Is, yeah. is I think where I'm getting at, and but I think getting him from Tulane should not be a problem. No, no. Okay, cool. Well, that's it for one that guy. Part of it. One guy that I could probably convince myself, Graham Harrell. No. And simply again, kind of checks my boxes. Overlay with Tom Allen, major influence in the South. Huge numbers is the Liberty offensive coordinator. Yeah. Maurice Harris. Maurice Harris. Yeah. A lot of a lot of layover with Tom Allen, deep Southern. And I actually watch more Liberty games than I watch Miami games. Um, Liberty's a fun team to watch. Man. Surprisingly they, good. They yeah. put up so many points and they do so many creative like now we talked about it all throughout the year. Like creative doesn't mean you need to be running, you know, hook and ladders and double reverses, but that's what Liberty did. Like Liberty was like literally watching a kid playing a video game. They were just doing fun stuff. Um, and you know, I think IU needs that. So he was kind of my like, you know, if you and Seth took the guys I was gonna take, you know, my random one was gonna be Maurice Harris. Yeah. But like yeah. you said, same with Chip Long, he's not a quarterbacks coach, so there there isn't there isn't a perfect fit there. Something makes me feel like it's going to be an exciting hire, no matter what it is. Um, I don't know. I just for some reason I keep coming back to Walt Bell too. Ugh, I hate why. That's the I one I kind know. of hated the most. Really, honestly, I just don't think you like his face. He very punchable face. Yeah. But offensive coordinator at Houston, Maryland, Florida State. Dude, Florida State was bad, bad. Were they bad when he was there? Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys that just, like, he seems smart, and then you really, he just isn't. I don't know. I don't like him. Yeah. I, it's going to be Graham Harrell. We get it. That's fine. Yeah, Major um, Applewhite. Major Applewhite. That's fine, too. That's fine, too. Um, okay, real quick, before we get to Brando's Randos, let's do a super quick word from our sponsor, Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, they are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10. That's LEO10. At checkout. Now, back to everybody's favorite part of the show. Brando's Randos. Brandon, what you got? Definitely has a it's championship weekend, right? Yes. So it's got a championship flair to it. Okay. Uh, to these. And we'll start with the one here happening in Indianapolis this weekend. Have you ever been to the Big Ten Championship? Yes, I have. I oh, went really? to I went to Wisconsin, Nebraska. Uh, two, uh, what was 2011, 12, somewhere in there? That was fun, dude, because really? that was like brand new Nebraska. And I went with my buddy who's a Wisconsin fan, and dude, it was crazy. Melvin Gordon went off, I can't even remember. remember Ball, What's Monty his name? Ball, Monty Ball, man, that was nuts. We left in the middle of the third quarter. I think when he finally felt comfortable when it was somewhere like around 50 something to 20 something 
and maybe it was 60 something to 20 something, but it was not a close game at all. I just remember it was a, a fun atmosphere. Um, definitely something I would, I, I mean, I just can't wait for IU to get to it, but um, definitely something I would do again if there were two teams there that I didn't totally hate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've never been to any championship game, basketball or, or football. I'm super jealous. That, that sounds awesome. I've been to, a, I've been to the basketball too. Now I, I tailgate, right? Or not tailgate, but like I'm, I'm always around downtown. I think this will be the first year that I'm not down at one of like the block parties or Kilroy's tent or, or something like that. Like if you haven't at least been around the downtown Indianapolis for this, you're missing out. Even if you're not going to the game, just go to the convention center. Yep. And it's all Big Ten based. It's not just based around those two teams. There's cool things you can do. There's there's always food, some kind of bar games. crawl yep. or yeah, like you know, if you're looking for a party atmosphere, it's there. If you're looking for a family atmosphere, it's there. Like if you're looking just to check out like live music and whatever, it's there. Like mm-hmm. Indianapolis is just a heck of a host city. Um, it's 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 really fantastic. Yes, they are. Uh, so next question here. Um, if you had to go to another conference's championship game, which one would you go to? Like this game or just like in general? In general, like not, not you know, Pitt, Wake Forest, not SEC. Alabama, Georgia, gotta be, right? Yeah. I feel like, I well, one, I want to see that stadium, um, the the butthole stadium. But other than that, I mean, it's that atmosphere has got to be insane. Yeah, the tailgate's got to be out of this world. Yeah. The totally tailgate agree. for the Tennessee game, and that we had a ton of fun. Uh-huh. That was, that was really fun. That was pretty good. Yeah, we parked in the wrong spot, but it's okay. It's a good time. Notre What's Dame up? is obviously on, on the top of everyone's mind. And that got me thinking, just got me thinking, you know, uh, does Notre Dame suffer – for not playing in a conference championship. Like if they were in the ACC right now and they're playing Wake Forest and they win the ACC, I think, no, I think that helps them if they, if they can be a conference champion, they're already, they're going to make a new year's six bowl, right? Yes. So I think that's their peak at this point in the season. Um, so no, see, I don't. I don't. I I think an ACC champion leapfrogs an American like Cincinnati. Like, despite head to head, like, just if you're playing a conference schedule, you're gonna have better wins, and you're going to win a major conference. I don't know. No, Notre Dame's never gonna be part of a conference, so it's, it's a little bit of a dumb question. Yeah, but um, unless we have another pandemic, so. And then yep. last last question here, and um, you know I'm really missing Seth on this one. College football prediction. It's going to come out next Tuesday. Who, or do you want to do this after we we pick the games? That may make some more sense after we pick the games. The the playoff is that that's what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Let's pick the games and then the then games. ask that yeah. question. Okay. Uh, we don't have any super spreader Seth sack today. Um, so let's get right into it. This is what this uh, pod is actually all about, guys. Um, we are going to talk about the conference championship games of the Power Five for the most part, except for one. 
which I'll make fun of that one in a minute. Um, let's start with the first one. They're in order on the time that they are on the telly. Uh, the Pac-12 championship. It's Friday night. It's on ABC. It pits the number 10 Oregon Ducks against the number 17 Utah Utes. Believe it or not, Utah giving two and a half in this game. Um, this is funny, and I'll tell you about this in a minute. The Utes are coming off a big home victory over the Ducks from a couple weeks ago. I remember that game watching it. I think it was after I put a lot of money on Oregon. One of the IU games. One, yeah. Dude, that that, that place was rocking. Um and the funny thing about them winning that game, if they would have lost that game to Oregon, Oregon would have still been in the in the title hunt. And that would have put Utah somewhere around a 65% chance of making the Rose Bowl. Since they won that game, their chances of making the Rose Bowl are around 30% because they have to play Oregon again. And Vegas doesn't, well, they do now, I guess, but Vegas doesn't believe that they can actually win this game. So what is your prediction for this game? I'm going with my jaded heart over my head in this. Oregon, this line was almost identical. I think it was either two or two and a half. Utah was the, the favorite. So I took Oregon plus money. I took Oregon money line. And I threw a substantial amount of money on this. And I'm not going to get screwed again. So I'm taking Utah. Oh. Minus two and a half. Oh, you're not going to give me a score? No. Sure. I don't know what the over-under is, so I can't probably oh, can't I don't get care it accurate. About the over-under, yeah. Say, call it 38-35, Utah. Okay. I am going to go the opposite way because I am a um, low-key Ducks fan. Oregon wins 31-24. So there you go. Mark it down. Believe who you want but to how, believe. But how funny is that, that the Pac-12, the Forgotten Conference, is on a Friday night? Like, yeah. I ain't gonna freaking watch this game if we're being I'll watch honest. this game. I'll watch it. I don't even know where they're playing it at. Do they play at that Oregon, Utah? Pac-12 should be reserved to Saturday nights when you've had too many drinks. It's in San Francisco. And you're watching it just for fun. Well, Allegiant Stadium, wherever that's at, San Jose or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, that'll be a fun one, I think. Uh, the first game of the big time conferences, Big 12, who has 10 teams. They play at noon on ABC. It's number nine, Baylor, who's low key been sneaking up the polls the entire year against number five, Oklahoma State, who, believe it or not, Brandon, is a defensive juggernaut. Um, the Cowboys beat the Bears 24 14 in week five. Can Oklahoma State push for the playoff, Brandon? Oh, yeah, no, they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game handedly, and they're going to get in over in Cincinnati. I've been saying all year. That's not what I want. They're going to get in over Cincinnati, and it's going to be absolute controversial, and I'm going to love it. It's going to be chaos town, and and that's what I want. Uh, You know, I want chaos, and that's why Oklahoma – they're going to win by – they're going to win by two scores. They're going to win – 3522. Ooh, okay. 3522. I've got them winning. I've got them. I don't have them given up that many points. Um, I've got them winning 27 to 17. Um, 
And I've got a different story on that. So we'll talk about that because it sounds like that's another rando that you have for the end here. Uh, let's talk about the next game, the game of the year. The one everybody's been waiting for since the beginning of the season, pretty much. SEC Championship, 4 o'clock, CBS. Number one, Georgia versus number three, Alabama. Georgia has zero pressure in this game, dude. Like, they lose, it doesn't matter. Yep. If they win, can't go any higher. So, but what they can do is knock Alabama out of the playoff. Granted, it's not like a last second field goal kind of thing. Either way, Georgia has allowed, this is a fun, fun fact for the day. Georgia has allowed a total of 83 points this season. All season, every game they've played, they've allowed 83 points. If you double it and then let that team score two more touchdowns, you'll get to who is number two in the country, and that's Clemson. That's the gap. Double 83 plus 14 more points, and then that puts you at the number two overall scoring defense in Clemson. Brandon, I've got the dogs winning this one 24 to 13. What do you got? Roll damn time. Oh, my God. Get the F out of here, man. What did you say on You said it's on the outline. You said it on here. They're going to be playing looking ahead. I If I'm Georgia... I'm thinking about maybe not playing my guys the whole game. The, the worst thing that can happen here is ruining your perfect season for what? A full-strength Georgia can beat a full-strength Alabama, but this game doesn't matter. You don't risk a national championship for an SEC championship. You just don't. Okay. You play you... conservative. You don't show anything, right? Yeah. I think Georgia treats this as a warm-up game. They're gonna play. They're gonna call. Their play calling is gonna be conservative. Their snap counts are gonna be conservative. They're gonna play this thing safe. I'm taking Alabama money line Oof. for all those reasons. I do think this game is super close because I don't think Alabama is normal Alabama. I have this game as 17-14 Alabama. So the counter argument to not wanting to win this game is what I kind of said about Alabama's stakes. If they win this game, they no longer have to worry about maybe the second best team in the country in the playoff. Probably I don't think in there's the final. a second best team in the country. I think there's Georgia and everybody else. Well, that's what I mean. But if anybody's going to be the, if anybody's going to give them in that top six a real run for their money, it has to be Alabama, right? Where's the, where's the high powered offense? That's what you have to have. I mean, the, the number one, like the most points they've given up all year was 17 against Tennessee. And Tennessee's offense is pretty good. That's it. So uh, let's talk about the ACC. Nobody cares. Just kidding. Let's talk about the AAC. No, ACC. Kenny Pickett. <sighs> Kenny so Pickett. Pitt. I don't even taking have a score Pitt. for this one. I I'm didn't look it up either. Win. Taking Pitt to win. I'll take Pitt to win 69 to 68. There you go. That'll be a fun one, I guess, if you guys want to watch that. I don't even know when it's on or what channel it's on. I'm assuming maybe like ESPN. I don't know. But the AAC, the big-time game, 4 o'clock, ABC, number 21, Houston, versus number 4, Cincinnati. Cincinnati giving 10.5 in this one. 
I've said this all season that they may trip up against one of these teams. The one team I thought they would trip up against SMU, they just blew them out. But they have not played Houston. Houston's on a roll, 11 straight wins. Can they take out the Bearcats? Can the Cougars take down a Bearcat? I'm going to ask Google. I would guess that that a cougar could absolutely take down a bearcat. But because I also host a gambling show every Saturday morning discussing college football, I happen to know these stats pretty well. Before last weekend, Cincinnati had been one in six against the spread. Before last weekend, they won two and six. Before last weekend, they were 0 and four on the road against the spread. Now they're one and four. They covered on the road. ECU sucks. This game, while it's neutral site, last time I checked, that's not at home, right? And uh, Cincinnati does it up. Cincinnati doesn't cover spreads. So I'm taking Houston, but I love the hook here. The, the Vegas is so good. This the hook is what matters. It is at home. It is at Nippert. It is. It is in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. That's fucking stupid. Sorry. <laughs> Drop F bomb. Well, that, that kind one. of that kind of changes things. Um, wow, I, I cannot believe a conference plays championship at home. That's interesting. Um, that might change things a little bit. I, regardless, I think Cincinnati wins. I don't think Cincinnati covers because they haven't covered all year. Um, but I do like that that 10 points. So I see this as something as, you know, 28-20 Cincinnati. Oh, man, we're, we're pretty cool. Well, not really. 28-20. I've got the Bearcats not covering either. But one of those, you've got to be effing me, Vegas, not covers. I got the Cougars putting up 27. I got Cincinnati scoring 37. So 10 points. And so you're with me. I think the hook is all like all that matters here when I was originally looking at this. Mm-hmm. That, that, that hook is Vegas is so good. I, Houston is such a hard team to, to bet against, though. Because they can go off or they can just be like, yeah, they're Jekyll and Hyde. Eh. They've been Jekyll and Hyde all year. So speaking of eh, the Big Ten championship game, I, I'll watch it because it's on, but I don't have a whole lot of interest in it. Somehow the number two Michigan State or Michigan Wolverines um, are going up against the number 13 Iowa Hawkeyes who are getting 10 and a half points. That that's, is that, a fat it, spread. That's a huge spread. But the only thing I wrote down, and it's a good question, Brandon, is Iowa good? I don't, I don't think, so. think so. I think I think Michigan's a better version of what Iowa wants to be, right? Good run game, good defense, ball control, doesn't turn the ball over, solid but not great quarterback. Spencer Petras is going to struggle in this game. But he's got a good offensive line, so... Petrus is going to struggle. Again, I think this is a really good line. I have them in the the little number simulation that I run. Um, I have Michigan winning by 12 in this game. I have it 30 to 18 is is, is what I have. So I do have a Michigan slight cover here. I probably won't bet the spread in this game. I'll probably take the under. I don't know what that is yet. The under is probably the better play here. Um, but I think Michigan wins. And I think it's semi. I, I don't think this game is entertaining. 
If the yeah. ACC game is on at eight o'clock, which I hope it is, I will be watching the ACC game instead. There you go. I've got Michigan winning as well by a touchdown. Michigan 24, Iowa 17. It's it is. Be... It is. The ACC game is on eight o'clock. That's what I'll well, be watching. I will not be watching that. I think you should watch this one. It seems like the Big Ten championship always is pretty exciting outside of that Wisconsin. Well, maybe not. Maybe not so much. But even last year, Northwestern Ohio State was pretty fun for a little bit. Oh, Wolf, don't take the under. Don't? What is it? Low? 42? 43 right now. But that'll go. That'll continue to go. I mean, the score I just gave is clearly under, but um, holy cow, that's got to be one of the lowest over unders. Did you say 30 to 18? I did. That's over. That's 48 points. (laughs) Mine's over as well. Michigan 24, Iowa 17. Okay. Let's get back to your question or what I'm assuming your question was. Who is making the college football playoff? Yes. I, I'm going to shock you with mine. So I'd like for you to go first. So here's a, here's the thing. If the tide beat the dogs, can the dogs be number one? No, they won't be number one. They won't be number one. I think Correct. Alabama jumps them to number one. I don't. You don't. You think Michigan goes number one? Do you know how unbearable those people would be, or do you think Georgia just stays there? I think Georgia just stays there. I think I think if Alabama wins. Especially because did you hear it wasn't Gary Barta, it was somebody else. They were saying the entire season matters more than this one game. And I think he was saying that directly in the camera to Georgia. Well, the entire season mattered not at all last year. So I don't know what he's talking about. You can go and look at the quote. He was he was interviewed yesterday when the rankings came out. I'm not. I, you don't say his name on this podcast. So Do he said the entire season matters, which is why I think it'll it's going to be Georgia one, Michigan two, Alabama three, Oklahoma State four. Mm. I can't get over the Gary part of the, the entire season doesn't matter to him. IU was six and one last year. Literally and, said that last night. And Iowa State was nine and three. On ESPN, he said the summation of the season matters. Well, it sounded like a bunch of farts probably when it came out of his mouth. So, um, all right, here we go. At number four. No, that's not the, that's the surprising part. Okay. So, number one, I took Four. the dogs. So, they're going to be number one. Number two, I took Michigan. They're going to be number two. Number three, saddle up the Cowboys coming in. Number three, Oklahoma State. And all chaos breaking loose here. Number four, the Bearcats of Cincinnati. Georgia, Michigan, Oklahoma State, Cincinnati. There you go. Write it down. Put it in your bets. You're going to win some money. You know what I want? It's not going to happen. You it's want Notre Dame? It's not going to happen. <laughs> Georgia to win. Yeah. Iowa to win. Houston yes. to win. Baylor to win. Why? So I was kidding about Notre Dame, but yeah, you want Notre Dame in the in the college football playoff? They would. Would they move all the way up to number two? They would move into the top four. I think who, Alabama who? might even get in with two two losses. I think Alabama would point. get in with a two. I I no. really wanted to be. Would Ohio, would, would Ohio State jump up? 
I would quit college football. Would, would, um, so, so would it be with all those teams lose, which is realistic? Like it's not, it's not outside the realm of possibility. It could be Georgia one, Notre Dame two, Alabama three, Ohio State four. The same freaking four that we always outside of Clemson. I would just think that would just the NCA would love it. The people would hate it. Like that would just be hilarious. If Baylor beats Oklahoma State. Do they not jump in? They don't jump Notre Dame. So Notre Dame goes in. Where I'm where's taking, Ohio State at right now? I'm Ohio State's at seven. They jump up. Ole Miss is at eight, but they're off, so it doesn't matter. What about a Pac-12 championship or Pac-12 champion? Well, I'm Who did they Utah. lose to? They lost to Stanford and Utah. Stanford's a bad loss. Utah's a decent loss. All I'm saying is I, I'm either pulling for two things. I'm either pulling for – I'm pulling for Cincinnati not to get in no matter what because I saw them in person and they're not good. Yeah. Um, but I'm pulling for chaos or chalk. And since he doesn't get in, man, I want chaos with Cincy in, but I want Cincy in at four. See, I don't, if, if, if we're going to go chalk, I want Cincy in at least three. Cause I think they can give Michigan a game. I also don't think Michigan is good. No, man, there's no good teams outside of Georgia. Like, nothing makes me feel like, yeah, that's a really good team. Yeah, no, I'm with you. With you. Ohio State-Georgia would be a fun game. That would be a fun game to watch. All right, let's wrap it up. We'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, Be sure to check out the pod uh, on Twitter. It's Facebook, or I'm sorry, it's Twitter at podcast leo. Be sure to download, follow, rate, review, tell all your friends about all of us and give us bad reviews, but give us five stars or give us good reviews. That'd be fine, too. But if you're going to give us a bad one, at least give us five stars, too. And uh, we'll talk to you next week and uh, we'll review our predictions. We'll talk about how dumb Brandon is with his stupid top four. And that's it. More transfer news. Yeah, more transfer news. Hopefully in instead of out. Maybe a new coach. Maybe we'll have a coach. No, if you listen, if you listened, we we guessed it might be in that next Sunday to Wednesday range, oh which gosh. is within so our next pod. So yes, maybe new, tell them guys. New... I love you, Elio. Elio, Elio. Awesome day, Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that, Elio. All right, great, Elio. Appreciate you guys, Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day, Elio. Have a great day, Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day, and Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio.